0: Happy big dear. Uh, Woo! Everyone. Uh oh, uh. Oh, oh. What cup I do are? You? you can't you can't. Double just. G. Oh, double G. Double G Caribbean glamorous. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Jackie Big Tits, the podcast is episode 26. It's what's love got to do with it. Well, love has got a lot to do with it. Um, guys, how the hell are you? It's been a while. Um, I'm in Ibiza at the moment and I'm leaving next week. And um, so obviously me and my boyfriend have been um, in lockdown together in a way that we weren't last year. And I thought to myself, do you know what? Come on the pod, son, and let's have a chat. So I got lovely Steve on the podcast and um, we talked about, um, you know, being in a relationship. You know, we're still in a brand new relationship, um, like a year on. We talked about being in an interracial relationship, also the importance of communication. Um, also, me kind of asking him questions about you know, being privileged in society and the, and these kind of really interesting conversations that we actually have anyway. But I thought to bring it to the podcast um, because something that I wanted to talk about was the fact that, you know, I am in a relationship with um, you know somebody who's white and he's in a relationship with somebody who's black, and there's no denying that race plays a massive part in these kind of relationships. I mean, I would be kidding myself to do, if I was to sit there and say it doesn't matter because it does. And, you know, I hope if you are in an interracial relationship or you know someone's in an interracial relationship, this is very useful to you. Um, We are making up as we go along, by the way. So this ain't no manual, but if this kind of gives you a sort of, you know, a direction and understanding, then that's great. Um, But you'll love Steve. He's fabulous. Anyway, enjoy. You're about to pop your cherry on the podcast.
1: I can't tell you how excited I am about this.
0: (laughs) Because we're going to really get into it today. Oh, God. No, well, because we met in lockdown. No, we didn't. We met before lockdown.
1: Just before lockdown. Yeah, like maybe two weeks before, something like that. Yeah.
0: And I remember saying to you, like, oh, my God, the world's ending. And you were like, yes, it's got a wartime feel to it.
1: (laughs) Not that I remember wartime. (laughs) I'm not quite that old. Thanks.
0: (laughs) We're going to get into, yeah, we're really going to have a really good conversation about, like, well, first of all, being in a relationship, being in an interracial relationship, like, (laughs) you know, addressing the elephant in the room. Yeah. So, babe, I want to start by, like, talking to you about, so, babe, you, before we met, you were single for a while, weren't you? Quite a while, yeah. (laughs)
1: Dot, 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 dot.
0: And this is something I want to ask, right? Because when I was single, like, basically I was like, all men are trash. Like, there wasn't much to pick from. But like, what was it like being single like, at your age? And like, I'm sure it was easier because there's so many amazing women out there, not so many amazing men.
1: Correct. (laughs) I mean, you know, I didn't find it Hard being single. Um it wasn't a problem for me to be single.
0: Okay, go off.
1: (laughs) Um and I was kind of okay with living that lifestyle. Um but then it comes a point where you know you meet somebody who's quite knocks you off your feet and (laughs) and uh and then you know your attitude towards being single changes, which is what happened to me.
0: So, what when you say your attitude to being single changed? What changed is in like you thought, okay, I can kind of see myself doing that relationship thing again.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it, um, it it didn't hold the terrors that it might have held before. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. Mm. So it's been a smooth ride being with me, basically.
1: <laughs> I thought we weren't going to go into our, our intimate.
0: <laughs> Details. <laughs> and also we must mention yeah. where are we right now? Uh we're on a little
1: island somewhere in the middle of the Mediterranean. Where? Uh oh, beefer,
0: innit? <laughs> beefer. Beefer Living It Large. Livingitlarge.com. That's it. But it's nice because actually I was saying how well, I was saying to you the other day yeah. that like I think being here has brought us closer. I won't go into details how. (laughs) But it has brought us closer because, like, we spend literally every moment together. Because in your house, like, it's split up. So, you know, you could be on a Zoom call for five hours and I wouldn't really see you. Whereas here, it's like, I literally see you, like, every moment from when I wake up to when I go to bed. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, we've, we've been here for four months now. And uh, and that's the longest time that I've ever spent, I think, with anybody in close proximity, even when I was married, wow. because, you know, I lived a normal married life and I'd go off to work and my ex-wife would go off to work or, and then, you know, I'd be traveling or whatever, but I've never spent this much time in proximity with somebody else, I imagine, since I was a, a baby, perhaps, if you think about it.
0: Well, I feel honored. There you go. <laughs> but it's interesting. Me
1: too.
0: Well, it's interesting because, like in normal times, mm. we wouldn't have spent this much together time together, would we? And I guess COVID, in a way, has been a test, hasn't it's it? It's been
1: an accelerator. is what it what yes. it is. It's like accelerated. Um, it, I mean, it's done two It's it, it's it's weird. It's accelerated on one level, relationships, but it's slowed things down on another level. You know, it's like, you know, there's more time to think about things, more time to, to consider, uh, more time to do all of the things that, you know, you had on your list to do, excluding things like travel. Um, but, you know, those books that you wanted to read, those TV programs that you never had a chance to watch, um, all of that um, has been possible over the last year. So it's going to be very strange moving into a post-COVID world and remembering what it's like. I don't think it's gonna be the same as it was before, Mm. you know, Um, I think all of us will have changed a little bit, you know, Um, changed our attitudes towards how our lives were before and therefore shifting things a little bit differently, you know, Um, that's what I think is gonna happen.
0: Do you think before COVID you were living in the moment? Were you present?
1: Some of the time. Mm. Some of the time. Um, Are you more um, present now? Perhaps. Perhaps. I think there's probably less... There's definitely less to distract you Mm. now than there was before. You know, I mean, my lifestyle before was going out every single night, eating in restaurants every single night, going to see live music five nights a week or something like that.
0: Mental, babe. Mental.
1: It was. And, you know, getting little sleep. And it really isn't that way now. It's completely changed, you know. I mean, you know, I the, the amount of times I've eaten in restaurants in the last year, you can count on two hands, you know, uh, which is extraordinary. I mean, and learning how to cook properly and yeah. staying in and doing all that kind of stuff and enjoying it, you know. I never expected that I would enjoy cooking and watching Netflix. I don't think I'd ever watched Netflix before COVID. Wow. I don't think I had it. <laughs> you
0: know? And you're now like militant in the kitchen babe
1: i'm a little bit militant in the kitchen i make (laughs) gordon Ramsay look like a you know a very nice friendly warm person when i'm in the kitchen you're like
0: i need some space you need to leave
1: (laughs) (laughs) well you know when you're creating art you just need to focus on you need to focus on the art you know so
0: (laughs) but it's good because i guess well covid has changed your life hasn't it it has
1: it has it's changed everybody's lives but i mean you know I can only talk for myself it's definitely changed my life you know and the way i feel about certain things and also perhaps give me a sort of clearer view of of, of what i want out of my life as well mm. you know i mean it's it's going to have effects on everybody rolling forward um positive and negative um but you know i like to concentrate on the positive where i can and i think that there's some very good aspects that have come out of this
0: mm. well one of them is uh, us creating a Union. Is is union quite serious? Okay, no. No, it's a nice word. Okay, union. Yeah. Um, What I wanted to ask you was, obviously, your life was very different before we got together. Mm -hmm. And you hadn't been in a relationship for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, what kind of things would you say you've learned now being back in a relationship? Like, were there certain things that, like, perhaps you forgot about, and then you got off me and you're like, damn, I forgot that in relationships you've got to deal with this shit.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I think um, closing the bathroom door.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't do that.
1: Uh, I never had to worry about that. and <laughs> Now I have to remember to do that. You still don't do it though. Okay, thanks um, for sharing that. Um, you, you know, I mean, yeah, sure, there are, there, there are things that you know, you're in relationship, you've got to start, you know, you got to um, be conscious, you know, mm. you, you've got to be more conscious around uh, certain things. Um, but I've found it remarkably easy with you. It's not been a strain. It's not been like, you know, like really difficult and tearing my hair out and felt unnatural at any point, you know, where you thought, wow, this is really hard. There's not really been a moment like that in the last year. You know, it's like... Even when
0: I'm on my period?
1: Next question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think I just have to be breathing a little bit deeper then. You know.
0: And what do you think has been... Would you say, I mean, I'm proper just throwing you questions here, mm-hmm. but what would you think, what would you say has been the most challenging thing about being in a relationship?
1: The most challenging thing? Mm. Um, gosh. Um, oh, I, I Well, I don't know. I mean, I think, I suppose I've been, had to shift my consciousness, my emotional consciousness mm-hmm. into a space that is open as much as possible. Right. Right. Whereas previously I would, you know, not have to worry about, you know, necessarily, I don't worry now, but expressing personal things, you know, um, really looking inside and and sort of um, being being willing to um, analyze myself. Um, And, you know, I've been, because of the nature of our relationship, which is very sort of, you know, dynamic and questioning, you know, we, you know, it's not sitting still, it's moving forward all the time. And, you know, you, you are an endless font of question, <laughs> questioning, you know, you're like the Spanish Inquisition, you know, which I like, you know, I actually like it. It's not, not a problem. But, but previous to that, you know, obviously it would be rare that I would really have to sort of dig inside and ask myself some sort of serious emotional questions, you know. And so so therefore the level of emotional questioning that you have to ask yourself has for me been the thing that is markedly different than what it was before our getting together.
0: So would you say that you were like emotionally unavailable? Uh, yes, to a degree. So I guess maybe being in a relationship, I suppose maybe the challenge forward slash blessing might be the fact that you've been able to look inwards because i guess like we always say being in a relationship is like a mirror right so Mm -hmm. the other person reflects on you your own insecurities and Mm hang-ups that perhaps you don't want to see in yourself but when you're in a relationship you're forced to see that side of yourself Mm -hmm. because well love brings out all these emotions that you can't really control Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. maybe it's been like that for you
1: yeah i think so i mean i think i think you know for me a proper relationship is letting go of control Mm. you know not i mean obviously control has many different meanings to it but i mean like letting go of you know just being okay because the other person likes you which i think is the other side of love which is the more important side um you know, for who you are, mm. you know? And if you're liked for who you are, then you can let go of control.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, this is it. Cause I've obviously talked about on the podcast about and written an article about, you know, being told that like, you're just too much and thinking, oh my God, like, is my personality too big? Like, am I just too much, whatever that means? And I guess with you, like, I feel like I've actually been extra right from the very beginning. Mm. And even like how last night you are doing your emails and I'm just standing on the chair dancing to Sister Act. <laughs> but that's just like normal, you know? And I think that like... Well, I,
1: I you know, I, I really like every one of your multiple personalities. <laughs> I've only got five. <laughs> but it's great, you know, Monday to Friday. I get the weekends off.
0: <laughs> but I think acceptance is so like the acceptance... I didn't realize how important acceptance was to me until I met you because like, you've literally seen like the good, the bad and the fugly, like right from the very beginning. And I think that the fact that, you know, you saw that from the beginning and then it's like, oh my God, like you still literally want to like see me, even though I've behaved like in my head, psychotic, but to you, maybe because you have more life experience than me, you've been married, etc. What I think is like overboard and crazy and psychotic is like normal to you, I guess. Well, not normal, but you're not as phased as I guess, like I like you're just not that phased by stuff. And I guess in my head I'm such an overthinker, so I'll do something and think it's the worst thing in the world and you're like, it's really not that bad.
1: Well I think that's also to do with our age difference as well. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, um I suppose just just by the mere fact of me having been on, on the planet for quite a bit longer than you, you know, I've gone through more things and and certain experiences that I've had, um, you know, have uh, been absorbed, and therefore it's not something necessary to f- freak out about about if X, or Y, or Z. Um, occurs, you know. It's it's you, you can approach it in a more sort of philosophical way, mm. you know. So, that um, nothing has, you know, really thrown me at at all.
0: That's shocking because I literally think I'm like, oh my god, like this is too much for Steve. But I want to ask you, babe, because for you, mm. you know, you're a big deal. Do you know what I mean? Like you're a big deal, but like. Have you...
1: I'm going on a diet.
0: (laughs) No. No, I mean, like, you know, you're a big deal. But, like, did you also ever struggle with it? Because we always talk about women and acceptance from our side. Like, oh, like, you know, men don't like women that are too ambitious or too this or too that. Like, they're the kind of stuff that women struggle with. But for you, have you ever struggled with acceptance? Like, would this person accept me because I'm like this? Like... Do you know what I mean? You're obviously successful, so do you still have your own...
1: Yeah, I I think... um, I mean, I think we all suffer from one degree or another imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, imagine what imposter syndrome Boris Johnson suffers from. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he has to wake up in the morning going, fucking hell, (laughs) you know? He wakes up in number 10, okay? (laughs) Thinking he's going to have to pretend to be capable of being prime minister for right. a day right I mean You're extraordinary point. but I mean um yeah what was the question
0: the question was have you struggled with obviously you'd been single a long time but mm-hmm. did you ever struggle with acceptance in the sense of like oh like will this person like me for me because obviously when we're seeing people and we're dating people you got of show them like the kind of best size of yourself but obviously when you get more romantically involved you know your real you starts coming out. Did you ever have moments where you were like, "Oh, this is what I'm really like," and I'm afraid to reveal this about me? Will, will this person think this? Will this person think that? Or have you always been very much like this is who I am? Take it or leave it.
1: Do you mean in, in the relationship that you and I have?
0: Well, no, just previously before you met me. Uh, but also, you it can depends talk about. how judgmental or not I feel somebody is. Right. You know? I mean, I, I I feel that
1: you're very unjudgmental, so um, that that helps. But I mean, you know, I haven't led that dramatic a life that you know i have to think oh my god i can't tell you about this or i can't tell you about that you know so i don't have that sort of scenario so so um, you've
0: never felt like i'm too much for somebody um have i ever felt i'm too much for
1: somebody i i i that's I, I don't know how to reply to that i don't think so do
0: so you never felt like my lifestyle where i live what i do who i well, am I, like, I won't be. But well, it's not by for me.
1: everybody. You know, not. Me being who I am and my lifestyle perhaps wouldn't be, you know, acceptable for everybody. Um,
0: but have you been in a situation where, where you've thought this might be too much for somebody? Like, have you had that feeling of mm. I feel like
1: I'm too much? Not really. Have you?
0: Yeah, of course. So you've literally just not had that feeling at all.
1: That I'm too much for somebody. Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I've had.
0: No, you're huh? <laughs> <laughs> But it's different with women, you know. Right. But also, I think that they. I think
1: women get put into more boxes than men about how they must behave. Right. Right. A, a lot, you know. It's that like part. you know. Yes, it. Society is very unevenly uh, keeled as far as women and what's acceptable about their personalities is. Right. It's like. I think men get a lot more leeway than women in relationship to personalities.
0: Well, this is what I wanted to say, because...
1: Girls can't behave like this, can't behave like that. Not allowed to do this. You know, that's not very feminine. You know, um, being one of, you know, a a, a hundred restrictions that are put on women that aren't put on to to males.
0: Well, this is what I was going to say, because you are obviously very successful. So... You know, it works in your favor, I guess, when you're meeting women and whatever. And, like, I suppose even me meeting you obviously, if you were just like, Oh, like I live at my mum's house or whatever, I'd be like, Oh, bye. I've got to tell you that, you know? <laughs> like, if you do you know what I mean, so it works in your favor, it really does. Whereas for women, sometimes it can be seen as quite intimidating if you've got ambition or if you've got drive or. You know what I mean? So sometimes those...
1: Men are definitely intimidated by women. Who've got big personalities, who've got drive, who've got ambition. And especially intimidated by women who've succeeded in those ambitions. You know? Why? Um, Well, I have to say, clarify, I don't feel that way. Right? I like successful... Ambitious. Come on, babes. Women, women with big personalities. You better
0: speak and big babe.
1: <laughs> Well, yes, <laughs> uh, but um, but some people f- feel intimidated by that. I think mainly because they're too attached. To, males are too attached to their own egos, and ha- their ego will then feel threatened by by anything that is, you know, seen to be perhaps better at th- than they are. Uh-huh. You know, so um but you know i'm perhaps lucky that i don't feel that you know i you know i hope that there's been the beginnings of a major societal shift in relationship to to how you know successful women are viewed Mm. you know i feel that there has i feel there's been a difference in my adult lifetime Uh right and i hope you know because obviously i've got a daughter as well you know who we love liv who i want to be you know feel comfortable in herself and who's got a big personality and 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 ambition and drive and i don't want her to be you know sort of forced into some sort of restrictive box where she feels like she can't express herself oh. you know so i definitely don't want that you know uh, i want the opposite of that so and i actually want the opposite of, you know I'm one of those people who believe that the world would be a better place if it was run by women.
0: You're speaking facts because we're better leaders.
1: Yeah. You know, I look at every country that is led by a female.
0: New Zealand?
1: There's a few more. You know, every country that's led by a female is probably doing better mm. than those run by men. Mm. You know? it's And probably in a better trajectory. I can't even say it, trajectory. Trajectory thank you, trajectory, than than, uh, than those run by men. So I think that, um, you know, the more that uh, women are given the freedom to express themselves in whatever way they want to express themselves, the better.
0: Babe, you're such a badass feminist.
1: <laughs> Don't tell anybody.
0: <laughs> so, babe, I wanted to move on to... Um, talk about relationship because in a sense of, so I hate this word, but we are in an interracial relationship. IR. IR. In, in, porn, in porn, is IR. Um, and I think that this is something that's really important because I know that for me, being a black woman and you're obviously a white man, that, um, you know, racism is important. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. And um, obviously race doesn't dictate our relationship, but sometimes the use of language is important when you're in a interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you if I was white and you go, you're being really aggressive, to a white woman, she might... Not being being aggressive, but she might not take it to the heart in the way I would take it to heart because mm-hmm. I'm a black woman and you know, there's racially coded language. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk a bit about our relationship from that lens and um how race plays an important part. Um I guess for me I'll start and say I think something, one thing that's, you know, that I've had to consider, not that I haven't dated white blokes before, but I have, but with you it's different because like, A, I actually love you and B, you know, we are in a serious committed relationship. So, and we've spent a lot of time together. So when we first got together was just before lockdown. So even when it was the time of Black Lives Matter and everybody suddenly woke up to racism, even though it's been going on for, you know, 400 years, no biggie. And we were talking about racism and race, but it was, I guess it was different because we were still getting to know each other. Mm. Whereas now we then enter a relationship, you know, then you actually really feel the impact of being with a black woman in the sense of, you know, I talk to you about race all the time Mm -hmm. and the use of language, you know, we've had, I suppose, situations where I felt like you haven't used the right language. And to you, you probably think, oh, well, that's not, I didn't mean it that way. But I kind of wanted to ask you about stuff you've learned about being in an interracial relationship. Mm -hmm. Because obviously it's different to dating somebody white in so many ways. So what kind of things do you think you've learned from, you know, being with a black woman? A fabulous one, honey. (laughs) What kind of things do you think you've learned? Because obviously, you know, we talk about this a lot But obviously you're a white privileged man White middle class man So society favours you in so many ways Well, that's
1: right I mean, I think You know There's assumptions That you could make if you're just in a a, You know, if you were white Yeah Right, and I was dating you um, There's unspoken assumptions that you wouldn't even need to think about Mm -hmm. right so you wouldn't even need to take into account a very large aspect of that person's day-to-day existence Mm -hmm. you wouldn't even need to think about it right because it's the same as yours Mm -hmm. right the difference is male and female Mm. right but the, the there's no Black and white difference, right? So the the fact that it's male and female, and black and white, right? And I'm the white male, <laughs> just to remind you, yeah, FYI. <laughs> right? yeah. And you know, and you know, you're the black female, um, means that there's you know two levels of um, privilege that I have uh, just for the sake of how I was born, mm. right? And two levels of privilege that you don't have mm. just for the sake of how you were born. Mm. So um, being conscious of that uh, as much as you can and then sometimes being unconscious around it that part, and how that comes up and how you interact with that, and the delicacies around interacting with that, and the willingness to listen to the other person's um, lived experience uh, is absolutely crucial to the success of, of, you know, a relationship like this, Mm. right? That's what I think. And so far, you know, we've been able to um
0: we've had some tough conversations
1: yeah we've had good conversations you know um that are really important to stay with and stay through because if you back off from them and if you're unwilling to have those conversations then you're going to narrow the chances of success in your relationship and and actually the relationship slims down right but if you are willing to go through it and deal with anything that's uncomfortable uh, not just deal with but confront anything that's uncomfortable and open yourself up then the possibility of you know expanding the relationship exists Mm. you know and um, and you know it's that's a kind of an ongoing process and you know Because we get on so well, our personalities match in so many ways. Mm -hmm. You sometimes take for granted that your experiences and your ways of looking at the world are the same Mm. when they might not be sometimes. Right. Right? Right, because, you know, our our histories, our lived experiences are very different. You know, so we have to, you know, kind of keep a consciousness. Well, when I say we, I particularly have to keep a consciousness on that because my experience will be different from yours, you know, and I can't make assumptions, you know.
0: And we've obviously talked well, about...
1: Well, at I have to be conscious of my assumptions. Yeah. yeah you know.
0: And obviously um, we talked about, you know, Being in relationships is also like looking in a mirror, right? Because your partner is reflecting stuff about you, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess before we got into relationship, were you ever conscious about the fact that you were a privileged white man? Was that something that you thought about consciously at all? Or do you think stuff has maybe become a bit clearer because you're with somebody who isn't? privileged in society in the I, way I that I don't you think I thought
1: about it enough. Right. I mean, I was, you know, I knew that I was.
0: Okay, so you knew. Well,
1: yes, because, you know, I've always been interested in black culture and the history of, um, especially the recent history uh-huh. of um, black popular movements and all sorts of things. I mean, you know, uh, I came at it through a music route, but because of those things that informed me and, you know, I was aware of white privilege, but it's come into relief, into relief in our relationship, you know, it's made me more conscious of it. And, um, and I'm glad it has, you know, because even when you think, you know, Oftentimes you actually don't,
0: right.
1: <laughs> you know, and, um, so it's, it's not like you reach a point of understanding completely. You can't mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. but you can move along the line of understanding and try continually to understand more.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that speaking from my perspective, there's also... I mean, we've talked about, you know, when we've had sort of discussions, but also for me as the kind of black woman in the relationship, I'm also very conscious of the fact that I also have to extend grace over to you because you're not going to know everything because you haven't lived it. And obviously, yes, Google is free. You can do the Googling. But at the same time, I think I've definitely been guilty of expecting you to just know, cause you're with me. Mm. Like you should just know, like you should know how this shit goes cause you're with me. But it's like, well, you can't know cause you're not, you're not a person of color. So how would you know? So I think mm. also I've also learned, you know, to not, to also be graceful to you because you're trying. You know, and not to just jump the gun if you don't get or you say certain things and I just automatically think the worst, you know, and I think that's something that I think is particularly hard to navigate in interracial relationships because in the outside world, you know, you're going to get grief because of the way you look Mm -hmm. and because of and because you're a woman as well. And so you think you're going to enter a relationship with someone who's white and think, I'm not going to have that experience. And you will and you may have that experience. It might not look the way it looks when you're outside, but it will manifest in a different form. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're not coming from a um, racist place, but there's no denying that racism is in the fabric of society and it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. So there might be language that is racially coded that you are not even aware that it's racially coded, but it's just been so... Implemented in our brains to Mm -hmm. use this kind of language. So, yeah, I've also learned that, um, you know, I have to also be patient. Um, And, you know, love is also patience as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Remember when I said to you, you want the rhythm, but you don't want the what? Blues. Come on, babe. But I think that, do you know what? That was a very important thing because I feel like it's really important that as a, as a, as a black woman, that, you know, it's not, all, it's not all just fun all the time. I'm not saying that every, I'm not speaking for every single black woman because we're not a monolith. But I think one thing I'm very passionate about is the fact that, you know, there's a struggle to blackness. And that's something that, if you want to be with a black woman, that's also what comes with it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's the re- that's the that's the reality. That's the reality. Sip, sip, bitch. That's the reality. <laughs> that that's what comes with it. How people will perceive me because of my skin color in a way that they'll never perceive you. You mm-hmm. will just you can just roam free, freely in a way that I can't. Well, I can actually but I will be greeted with hostility in a way that you won't be. So um, one thing that I'm grateful for is that um, I appreciate our differences. And I also appreciate the fact that we can actually talk about this openly and it isn't like a super massive issue in our relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm just a woman that happens to be black and you're just a man that happens to be white. But we do not deny the experiences that I will face because I'm black, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's real talk. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, yeah, I recognize that our experiences are different and, um, but as I said before, I think it's, it's, you know, it's in, it's incumbent on me particularly to listen to your experience, listen to you eating chocolate, Uh, chomp chomp, and um, and be willing to stay open to what it is that you are experiencing, and also be willing to willing to listen to it when it's uncomfortable for you. Mm, that part you know, is. I mean, like if I'm if I'm, you know, if I I can't, I don't think I don't think the relationship can afford me to be in a situation where I'm just going well. Okay, I'm not really prepared to listen to you. Mm um because that is not what's good for the relationship mm-hmm. so being prepared to listen even when it's uncomfortable listening that part. and when you don't want to listen that part. but still you're going to listen mm-hmm. then um that's a better place to be in if you want a relationship like this to succeed
0: Listen, you better speak on it. I'm like Pastor Steve. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. Where is the choir? You're speaking facts right now. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But as we know, racism is uncomfortable. You know, talking about race, well, it's not comfortable to me, shit. But it can be uncomfortable if you have never seen race as a concept. Mm-hmm. So that's something also that I think that doesn't go that isn't spoken about. I'm, much is the fact that you know it's going to be uncomfortable relationships can be uncomfortable in so many other ways but then when you bring race into the element it's hella uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know cuz we've been we- well i mean
1: if you're looking for things that emphasize difference you know then obviously you know race is, is a central Um, element of that Mm -hmm. you know but it's like how you incorporate that into just how you are as a couple on a day-to-day basis and allow that to be there knowing that it's there and that and that's okay Mm -hmm. and then you're not trying to sweep anything under the carpet I think Mm. sweeping anything under the carpet around that is fatal Mm. and will be fatal to the happiness of the relationship,
0: mm-hmm. right? if you want to, if
1: you want a happy relationship, don't sweep it under the carpet. No, you know?
0: honey, we don't. We don't sweep it under the carpet. We leave the crumbs on the floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you leave the crumbs
0: on the floor. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about it. We talk about it, don't we? Yeah. We always talk about if there's a bit of beef. Not that there's much beef, but if there's a bit of beef, we always talk about it. And I think that what I love about this relationship is the fact that we talk. Mm -hmm. There's no, like, I'm giving you, like, the silent treatment. Like, that doesn't exist. It's always very open and transparent. And, you know, even if someone's a bit pissy for two seconds or whatever, we always come back to each other and have a conversation about it, even though it's probably me that's, like, going on for, like, 10 years and you're just listening, (laughs) which is what happens quite a lot. But we always, the most important thing is, like, yeah, the
1: most important thing about it is being willing to have the conversation. That part, honey, speak. Being willing to have the conversation, because <laughs> <laughs> if you're not willing, then um, you know, then it's going to become uncomfortable to the degree that you know you're going to want to shut down and then back away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you have to be willing to have the conversation and keep it rolling and keep it opening up.
0: And babe, I have to ask you. Because um, you're so booked and busy, you know we're nearly running out of time on this podcast. I'm joking. I've lockdown. got another
1: three to do tonight. <laughs> um,
0: what do you enjoy most about being in a relationship? Because you found love again later in your life. What do you enjoy? What have you enjoyed about being, you know, back with someone?
1: Um, gosh, the companionship. I think is is like the key thing. You know that
0: having a bestie
1: yeah and you, you're not just doing things you know on your own you you're, you know you're sharing those experiences with somebody yeah you know and yeah and uh, you know and having a that that closeness and and yeah having a bestie that's a great way of putting it you know i think that's why i think that friendship is the key element for me I can't speak for everybody else but key element for me in what makes a relationship work you know if you've got a friendship then you're going to be willing to go through any difficulties that you might encounter in order to get through the other side because you want to preserve the friendship Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know and that element of it is equally important to the love side of things Mm. you know so that if you have the two together you've got the possibility of making something meaningful last for a long time you know I think that if you don't have the friendship element then you know relationships become a lot tougher
0: yeah we were friends first weren't we yeah we were time on the pod
1: I have it's been a delight being here we should do
0: it again sometime really do you want to expose yourself like that again (laughs) stay in touch